Turn off the lights. Lock your doors. It's the dead of night. <laughs> Benny's Diner is a 24-hour hole in the wall in Milwaukee. The food's not bad and the prices are reasonable. Unfortunately, business is slow these days and Benny's might have to close their doors for good. But before that happens, they're going to get a rush of hungry customers looking for something to eat in the dead of night. Tonight started just like any other. Little did I know, my life was about to turn into a horror movie. I worked the graveyard shift at the Bennies on 3rd and Colfax. That's 11 p.m. to 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. Most gals hate it, but not me. Oh, sure, the tips aren't great, and you get some real weirdos from time to time. But mostly I'm just serving coffee and all-you-can-eat pancakes to drunk college kids who've been out partying all night. We do have a few regulars, though. There's Oscar an aspiring writer who comes in and works on his screenplay. He's been writing that thing for like five years now. Between you and me, I think he just comes in for the free Wi-Fi. And there's Kayla, a dancer over at the Leopard Lounge. She comes in after her shift ends and orders the same thing every night, a hot fudge sundae. Sometimes the mother in me just wants to scoop her up in my arms and tell her she's better than that. But who am I to judge? And then there's Mike Russo. Mike's a cop, and he usually comes in on his lunch break around 11.30 or so. Mike's a real good guy. One time he even helped me get out of a speeding ticket. He's funny, too. I think if he hadn't become a cop, he'd been a hell of a stand-up comedian. But when he came in tonight, I could tell something was bothering him. Hiya, Mike. Hey, Doreen. He sat down at the counter and I poured him a cup of joe. How about some pie? We've got your favorite, lemon meringue. Uh... No, I don't think so. Not tonight. That's the first time he's ever turned down a slice of lemon meringue pie. And then, he did something else I've never seen him do before. He pulled a small flask out of his pocket and poured something into his coffee. I'd say whiskey by the looks of it. Tough night. You can say that again. Okay, lay it on me. He paused, looked me straight in the eyes. At first I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Now I know. He was scared. Well, I was over at Leland Cemetery on a vandalism call. I know where that is. It's just a few blocks from here, over on Franklin, right? Yeah. Anyway, I thought I was going to find a couple of gravestones tagged with graffiti. Uh, you know, no big deal, right? But when I got there, I found out the graves had been dug up. That's horrible. How many? All of them. What? Yeah, not only that, the coffins were smashed to pieces and each one was empty. Somebody stole the bodies? Well, that's what it looked like. But here's the really weird part. You mean that wasn't the weird part? I examined several of the graves and found fingernails and claw marks in the dirt. As if the bodies had crawled out of there on their own. You're freaking me out, Mike. Well, I'm just telling you what I saw. You asked. Hey, can I get some more coffee over here? Hold your horses, Oscar. Hang on, Mike. I'll be right back. Okay. I grabbed the pot of coffee and went over to Oscar's booth. As usual, he was surfing the net and immediately closed the window before I could see what he was looking at. But I have my suspicions. 
Thanks, Doreen. So, how's the screenplay coming? Good. It's almost finished. What's it about again? It's a post-apocalyptic horror story about a modern-day plague that wipes out the entire human race. Except for a handful of survivors, of course. Sounds like the feel-good movie of the year. Yeah, I guess it's pretty dark. Well, when the movie comes out, make sure you invite me to the premiere. <laughs> you got it. On my way back, I swung by Kayla's table. She was shoveling ice cream into her mouth by the spoonful. How's the Sunday, hon? Good. Can I get you anything else? No, thanks. I started to walk away, then stopped myself. Hey, you know, if you ever wanted to talk to somebody, I've been told I'm a pretty good listener. Uh, okay. She stared at me, and I felt like an idiot. I don't know why I said that to her. Maybe subconsciously I knew something bad was going to happen tonight, and I just wanted her to know that somebody cared. I gave her a smile and walked back to the counter. Mike's cup was empty, so I poured him a refill. I'm back. Did you miss me? Every second you were gone. Oh, stop. You're gonna make me blush. So, where were we? That's when the guy in the black suit came into the diner. At first I thought it was just another street person coming in to get out of the cold. He was nothing but skin and bones and had sunken black eyes. He moved slowly and looked like he was gonna trip over his own feet at any second. He was wearing an old suit that must have been at least three sizes too big. The fabric seemed to be moving. It took me a moment to realize that it was crawling with maggots. Oh, God. Neither one of us could move. We just stood there and watched in horror as that... that thing stumbled over to Oscar's booth. Whoa! Uh, hey, man. You okay? All of a sudden, without warning, the thing attacked! Oscar tried to hold his hands up in self-defense, but it just took a bite out of his arm. Oscar fell back onto the table, knocking over the cup of coffee and crushing his laptop. The thing jumped on top of him, teeth gnashing, blood dripping down its chin. Help! Help! Get off me! Hey! Mike was standing in the aisle, his gun pointed at the thing. It looked up and I saw an earthworm wiggle out of its eye socket and drop to the floor. Get on your knees and put your hands behind your head! The thing let go of Oscar and started to stumble toward Mike. Stop right there! I'm warning you! It took another step forward and Mike fired three shots into its chest. But the bastard kept coming. He was as if the bullets had no effect at all. What the? Shoot it in the head! What? Shoot it in the head! The thing was just about in front of us now, and Mike raised the gun and pulled the trigger. He shot the thing right between the eyes. The back of its head blew apart in a shower of brains and gore. The damn thing finally went down. Its body twitched a couple of times, then just stopped. <coughs> Kayla ran screaming into the woman's bathroom like a crazy person. If I hadn't been in shock, I probably would have done the same. Is it... dead? I think so. But just to be sure, he walked up to the body and kicked it. When the thing didn't jump up and bite him in the leg, Mike relaxed a little. Everybody okay? No! That son of a bitch bit me! Let me take a look. I went over to Oscar's booth to check his arm. The bite was deep, and he was bleeding like a stuck pig. Is it bad? You're gonna need stitches, but I think you'll live long enough to finish that script of yours. <sighs> Good. What was wrong with that guy anyway? I, I don't know. 
Hold on, I'll be right back. We kept a small first aid kit behind the counter for cuts and burns and stuff like that. And as I went to get it, I pulled Mike aside. Hey, do you think this has anything to do with Leland Cemetery? Mike hesitated. I could tell he was thinking the same thing. If it does, God help us all. Mike found an old tarp in the back, and we covered the body. Then he went out to his car to call the station. While we waited for the cavalry to arrive, I finished cleaning Oscar's arm. I'm no nurse, but I think I did an okay job. Eventually, Kayla came out of the bathroom. Her eyes were red and puffy, and her cheeks were streaked with mascara. You okay, hon? I think so. Why don't you sit down, and I'll make some coffee. No, I just want to go home. Sorry, Mike says we gotta stay until the cops get here and take our statements. What? How long will that take? Your guess is as good as mine. So, how about that coffee now? Yeah, sure. She sat down and I put on a fresh pot of coffee. It was just me, Oscar, Kayla, and Danny the cook. Nobody spoke, and it kind of felt like we were at a funeral. That's when all hell broke loose. Literally. The gunshots and screaming were coming from outside. But the streetlight in front of the diner was out. We couldn't really see anything through the window. What's going on out there? I don't know. All of a sudden, the door flew open and Mike came running back into the diner. He was shooting at something behind him. I think it was a woman, but her face looked like it was covered with hamburger helper. Mike shot her a couple more times and quickly shut the door and locked up. Mike! What was that? It was one of those things. I was right. The bodies from the cemetery, they weren't stolen. They came back from the dead and dug their way out. What's he talking about? Beats the hell out of me. And now they're all over the city. And they're attacking people and tearing them apart and eating them. Um, guys? Oscar was staring at the window at the front of the diner. Outside, a mob of people were pressed up against the glass, trying to get in. At least they looked like people. Except their skin was green rotting. Their eyes were blank and lifeless. They continued to pound on the window, drawn to the light like moths to a flame. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. We have to get out of here, now! How? We can't go out the front. There's too many of them. There's a back door in the storeroom that leads to the alley. Perfect. I don't know. I think we're safer inside. Uh-uh. If we stay here, we're gonna end up in all-you-can-eat buffet for those things. Mike's right! Look at the window! There were so many of them pushing against the glass now, it was actually starting to crack. Needless to say, Oscar had a sudden change of heart. Well, what are we waiting for? Okay, people, let's move! I quickly led everybody around the counter. The aisles were really narrow, and we had to go single file to get through. When we reached the storeroom and back, we all just stood there, staring at the door. Um, so who wants to go first? Shh, hold on. Mike put his ear to the door. He reminded me of an Indian in one of those old movies, listening for cowboys. Do you hear anything? Uh, not a thing. Then let's go! Even though Mike was twice her size, Kayla pushed him out of the way. No! Wait! But it was too late! She opened the door and was immediately engulfed by a group of those things. In a matter of seconds, they ripped her open and started gnawing on her insides like they were licorice. That's it! I'm getting out of here! Oscar and Danny tried to make a run for it, plowing their way into the alley. But they didn't get very far. No! 
I watched helplessly as a couple of those things played tug-of-war with Oscar, pulling him apart like pieces of taffy! I couldn't move, couldn't look away. And then Mike grabbed me by the arm and pulled me back. Come on! I followed Mike back the way we came into the kitchen. All of a sudden, he stopped dead in his tracks. Through the open partition in the kitchen wall, we saw the mob of dead people finally break through the front window and spill into the dining room. An avalanche of rotting flesh. Mike! We're trapped. As those things closed in on us from both sides, we frantically looked around for another way out. Mike was standing in front of the walk-in freezer. What's this? He opened the door and looked inside. The tiny room was filled with frozen meat, and there was just enough room in there to fit two people. Hurry! Get in! I ran into the freezer, and he started to close the door behind me. Wait! What about you? I'm gonna stay out here and try and create some sort of diversion. No, you can't leave me. It's okay, Doreen. You'll be safe in here. I'm so scared. I know. I guess I should have had that pie. No! That was a few hours ago. My watch is frozen, and I've lost all track of time in here. I don't know what happened to Mike. After he closed the door, I heard gunshots and yelling. Then, nothing. Every once in a while I hear one of those things banging the door, but that's all. I'm afraid to leave, but my fingers are starting to turn black with frostbite. Still, I'd much rather freeze to death in here than be eaten by one of those things out there. <sighs> I'm so cold. So very, very cold. Tune in next time for another blood-curdling tale guaranteed to keep you awake in the dead of night. <laughs>been listening to All You Can Eat, an original radio play written and directed by Dick Runert. Featured in the cast were Wally Wingert, Andrea Becker, Story Cunningham, and Brooke Chalmers. Original music by Lance Madsey. Art direction by David C. Smith. This show was recorded at Sunshine Studios in Studio City, California. Sound design and post-production services by Crandall Cruz. This has been a Dead of Night radio production.